Hey, what's up? Welcome to Steve McGrath's Basecraft. How's your week going? Um, I'm actually wrecked recording this, but it's a good wreck, you know. Um, I spent all day setting up bases because uh, I probably mentioned I'm doing this kind of beginner bass course with Music Generation Tipperary. And um, the bases arrived today that we're going to send out to the kids to learn the bass. So I got 15 bases to take out of the boxes, set up. It was like an SX precision and sx um p bass and a few fender square broncos which i never played before they're absolutely tiny but um yeah i was just amazed by the the quality of the instruments it was like back when i was coming up if you spent whatever amount was spent on these like to get a guitar it really would have been just an awful ball of shit really <laughs> to put it bluntly but these days you, see, you can just get a really good bass for very little money and I was actually just playing these basses, setting them up, and they didn't even need much setup, just a few tweaks there, like adjust the thrust rod and make sure the intonation was perfect. But um, I was playing them and I was thinking, there's absolutely nothing wrong with these. Like I'd happily take one of these on tour like and just play away with them. So that's a pretty awesome thing about being a musician these days. So I was just kind of thinking of uh, what I was playing when I was coming up. So I actually, well, I have this, this is like, I have, um, this tanglewood that i made into a fretless which actually wasn't that bad a bass in fairness um because i think you can't go wrong with tanglewood but i had a stag and a few other ones that were just oh, a disaster so um yeah something to be thankful for anyway you know at least these days you can get a decent bass um at a cheap price sure tell me what your um first bass was i'm curious like you know is there any horror stories? Actually, the stags weren't even anything compared to what was it? What, Hondo. Uh, did anyone ever have a Hondo? I, I got a gifted. Well, actually, the Hondo was given to me by Jay, the drummer in my band's brother. Uh, he got the, he got it. He was living in a flat and he moved in, moved into a new flat. And the people before the landlord had thrown this Hondo and the amp it came with into the skip. Because whoever was there before had skipped out on the rent and just left the hondo behind. And um, to be honest, it probably should have just stayed in the skip. Because I, tr I I tried to, you know, do a DIY in it. Make some kind of Franken bass. But the thing is just awful. So, uh, yeah, it'll, I don't know. I'll just use the parts and it'll probably go back in the skip. Anyway, so driving back from setting up the bases, I was wrecked. But um, happy, you know, I, I felt like I achieved something. It was a good day setting up all them bases and playing them. But uh, I listened to today's guest's new single, Coming In From The Cold. Uh, Rennie Floxenhauer is today's guest. And um, his name, artist name for making beats and all that is Flex. F-L-K-S. So um, check that out on all your streaming apps and bubbles. Just search F-L-K-S, Coming In From The Cold. And um, yeah, it's great. Really cool what he's doing with those beats. Um, I, I, I came across Rennie on the Bass The World channel and just absolutely loved his bass playing and now just seeing this other side to him like making beats and releasing his own music which is class to see someone getting themselves out there like that so yeah me and Rennie had a real organic chat we touched on all corners of the music world and bass playing and all that so I'm not going to hold you much longer because this is a long chat and I'm sure you just want to jump straight in so as usual like subscribe share all that good stuff and uh, yeah here comes myself and Rennie Floxenhauer having a chat I'm digging your T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, just just guys from 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 Italy, they contact me um, via Instagram and ask me if uh, if they can send me some some some, some shirts and uh, 
without any uh, fixed confirmation to wear them or stuff like this. They just want to send me stuff. And then uh, they called Jack, Jack Leck, yeah, and uh, just starting the company and they having some base related uh, designs on the shirts and uh, they cool. sent a couple of them to me. Yeah, it was lucky. Deadly. I'm trying to start my own base related t-shirt thing at the moment. Well, I just have the one t-shirt out, which is the podcast t-shirt, but yeah. I have another one coming out soon and an artist in Cork is doing it. So, Okay, great, man. So, so you, you're you a painter too? You're doing design stuff? No, no. I, I pay like artists I like. I contact them and say, I have this idea for a base related t-shirt and I yeah. commission them to make them, you know. Okay, okay. So, you know, get yeah. the revenue streams going. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, um, just just uh, to make sure, um, where where are you based? Uh, I'm um, in Ireland, down in the south of Ireland. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because I wasn't sure if if it's Ireland or or, or maybe the UK or, um, I didn't know. But now I know. That's great. <laughs> yeah, definitely Ireland. So, what what's how are you getting on anyway? What's going on in your world? I mean, what's going on in our world? I mean, we are in Berlin right now. We're in the middle of a lockdown. Um, this goes ahead till the middle of February. And, um, so, um, not that much contacts at the moment possible. Um, but I have to say this year starts pretty well to me because, uh, I had a lot of uh, stuff to do till now for base on demand, just from at home recording for different, different artists, uh, um, co-producing some stuff for uh, for for other artists and finish their songs and um, got also some requests from some beat makers they want to collaborate with me and um, working on a few of my own releases uh, next is uh, in the end of January twenty uh, sixth of January I think no twenty 29th of January coming comes this, next. This will be this will be out in February, so your your release will be out when this comes out. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So go check it out. Uh, what's your beat making name? FLKS is that it? F FLKS? Yeah, exactly. It's it's called uh, Flex mm. um, because my family name is Flex and Ha. That's how they pronounce it in, in Germany, mm. and uh, so there. It's it's somehow a coincidence, yeah. So flex, flex and ha, yeah, makes yeah, sense. I had to trouble me. pronouncing your name. I did like a little video. I was showing like a bass player I was digging at the moment, and you were the yeah. one I was featuring, and I just couldn't pronounce your name. People <laughs> weren't trying to tell me I was saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can imagine it's it's pretty hard for for for, for people that don't uh, that familiar with with the German language to pronounce this name, even when you see it written down. You know, it's like what what uh, I don't know. <laughs> But I have the same trouble, you know. It's it's that's that's uh, somehow the beauty of the yeah. world, you know. You're, All the you're different. You're going to be things. like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of the base world. You just said, "I don't care. I'm not changing my name. It's staying the way it is." And then <laughs> you become so well known that it'll seem like everyone always knew how to say that name. It won't be weird anymore. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I obviously found you through the base the world channel. That's where I discovered your playing, like. Yeah, and loving it like it's just a breath of fresh air. Like so, interest. You're playing so many different styles. Though you're very varied. Like because obviously this week I knew you were coming on, so I did a, a proper deep dive. And you're okay. you're, hit, you're hitting a lot of jaw. Like one video you were playing metal. It was kind of a, a fuzz or something. And you were yeah. hit, so you you do play most genres. Like you're you're by curious in that way. <laughs> you'll try. You'll go into anything. <laughs> well, uh, I. Uh, Thanks for the kind words. I mean, I try my best, you know, as we all as we all do, you know. 
and um, um, yeah, from time to time, the products that we are reviewing on Base the Worlds are yeah having some requests doing just you know if we do in maybe a product from Dark Class from this company from Scandinavia, which is mostly well known because of the products uh, related to the metal scene or rock scene. I, I think I have to come up with something at least at this direction, you know, but there are a lot of guys out there who do in this job much more better than mm. me. But I try my best to, to, to get down with this, you know. And how did that connection come about, the, the Base the World thing? Um, Base the World is um, the, the headquarter, uh, the owner of Base the World, Gregor, uh, he's living in a, in, a, in a German city called Weimar. And um, it's a city 300 kilometers away from Berlin uh, in the south. And by accident, my girlfriend or my wife, Lydia, um, she went there to study uh, vocal, uh, jazz vocals and vocal improvisation on a university. So um, we decided to, 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 to split up our, our, our flats. She moves to Weimar. I stayed in Berlin for the jobs and the music and, and all the stuff. And uh, I traveled to Weimar at least a couple of days each month. And uh, during this time, this period was three and a half years long. She studied there three and a half years. And um, after a couple of months, um, I start thinking, okay, when I go to Weimar every month, maybe I can do something there. Maybe working with a local band or um, let's see who with who I can get in touch with to, 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 to get a little bit in the local scene or stuff like this. And then a name popped up. Um, his name is Tomek. Uh, he's also um, a good friend of mine. Uh, he was a, a bass player here in Berlin, freelancer. But then he moved to Weimar because of his family. And he starts there his own bass company called Torillo Basses. I don't know if you know him. No, don't know them. Yeah. There's a um, custom shop basses. Uh, pretty awesome work, I have to say. And, and he's getting really good in the business right now, doing basses for Mono Neon and, and stuff like this. Oh, and, uh, cool. I just saw awesome. Mono Neon jamming with Flea there yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah man. I saw it on Insta too. <laughs> and pretty awesome shit. And, uh, and he used to do some demos for Gregor back then, I think in 2012. Um, but he uh, said to me that he's not the right guy for this type of uh, um, jobs and asked me, hey, man, I can give you the contact to Gregor. He's searching for a demo and maybe you are the right guy. So I get in touch with Gregor. And uh, the next time when I went to Weimar to visit my wife and uh, then we uh, figured out a date um, just uh, to have a hang first. See if we can deal with each other on a. Yeah. On a is Gregor the guy wise. who introduces the videos? Is that exactly? Exactly. He's got he's such you. a cool accent. It's like the tickets <laughs> German accent I've ever heard. <laughs> it is, man. It is totally. <laughs> and um, uh, um, so so we figured out a date and and, and we had somehow a, a cool vibe with each other and then we did another date uh, where we're doing just a demo session, just um, just for free, just just see how it works, how I can act in front of the camera, how my playing style is, and if everything went fine. So uh, we did this, and he was really pleased with this. And from there on it goes. Every, I mean, back uh, in that days, uh, we had a session every month. And um, we also not doing... And this time we we also don't know doing only paid reviews for products that are entering the market right now. Market right now, um, we also uh, did a lot of stuff by our own just for fun, you know, just yeah. to discover 
um, uh, pedals and 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 different basses and uh, and stuff like this, you know, because uh, to me it was crazy to come to his place at the first time because it was really the first time that I met a person that had that much of yeah. bass gear going Aladdin's on. Aladdin's you know? cave. It's like whoa, yeah. you got everything. <laughs> really, really, man. And and this, um, yeah, that, that gave us a lot of inspiration just to do some videos by fun, you know. And um, yeah, we did this, and then um, after I think a year, um, he gets so much, he got so much requests from companies and stuff like that that we started only doing, um, yeah, reviews for 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 for, for different companies, and uh, yeah, we did we did this for four years, I think, uh, monthly sessions, and then it was the time I think um, where we both get a not tired of each other on a, in a personal way or stuff like this but you know in four years when we do in monthly sessions mm. and in each session we do in something like five to ten videos that's um, intense it is intense and, and especially especially on this long period of time you know because I, I i force myself for every session maybe to come up with something interesting this something that also pleases me you know and um it's it's hard it's hard to do and um, to, 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 to stay on the creative level all the time. And um, so, and he also came up with the idea maybe to invite other German or European bass players to the channel to do some reviews, also to, 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 to um, make the channel much more popular, you know. And from there on, he invited uh, different people, uh, people like Lars Lehmann from, from Germany, is a well known, well known guy. Um, amazing player, amazing slap bass, slap bass player, and uh, also really, really good teacher, I think. And then he he had um, Ida Nielsen, the former Prince bassist. Yeah. Um, she did some some awesome videos with him. And man, um, so it turns out that I'm now I think every three months I'm coming there for a session, and I'm I'm glad that he's still with me. You know that uh, that mm. I had a chance to 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 do some stuff with him beside all these great players, you know, for instance, Lars Lehmann is a guy, when I started bass playing, um, he was, uh, uh, he was doing um, some work for um, a magazine, a German magazine called uh, Bass, uh, bass Professor. Yeah, ba yeah, yeah. And um, he, he, his work was really present in, in this magazine. And, and I start uh, uh, to discover his name and just have a little research about him and just discover his awesome skills, playing skills. So this guy beside others uh, were really something like the Holy Grail I looked up when I start bass playing, you know, and yeah. now, it, now it turns out that we have somehow the same job on the same channel, which is still a little bit strange to me, you know, because it's a I small think, world. The bass yeah, world is small. <laughs> I, I tell yeah. you what happened this week. I introduced this week's podcast and I, I checked on my my um, server that there was five six people listening in thailand and i just said at the start of the podcast could one of the six people message me and within an hour of the podcast being live i got a message from thailand and the guy a guy said i just searched bass on tune tune fm and your podcast came up so like the bass world is very small and very niche Man. if you t if you typed in any other topic i wouldn't be the first result like or you know what i mean it's, yeah it's sure small. sure sure yeah it's it, it's crazy it's, it's it's really crazy you know and, uh, yeah but, um yeah that that's the thing with based the world and uh, i'm still happy to to do all this stuff and uh, become really close friends i have to say with gregor during the last years and it's also 
um, every time I went there, um, it's not only because of the jobs and, and staying there for one or two days doing the jobs. And when the job is done, I'm going back to Berlin. Uh, I think every session I enlarge uh, the, the time that I spent there for another couple of days, one or two days, just to have some time with him, hanging with hanging. him. Yeah, hanging out. Um, because Weimar is also a really beautiful city and a beautiful uh, landscape all around. Uh, beautiful nature side and um, for sure he has always some interesting stuff you know mm. some interesting bases and uh, stuff that we yeah gigging on and uh, yeah it's it's great <laughs> I like what you're doing with the channel though the way that the reviews are formed like you said you make up a musical piece instead of yeah. I hate the reviews where it's just like okay we have this uh, not we have it on 12 o'clock now and you just play it and I want to hear someone just play the pedal because that's, yes, that's how you learn what it actually is like to have it yourself because there's so many variables in the sound of a pedal anyway through YouTube. Yeah. The person yeah, yeah. could be, you can make a really good pedal sound great and a bad pedal sound great if you have the right setup. So I just want to hear sure. someone play the thing and make some music, which is what yeah. you do, which is yeah. perfect. Thank you. Thank you, man. But, I mean, yeah, sorry. No, do you like, uh, you were saying, uh, it's not like you just arrive at Gregor's and he's like, here, Rennie make a song with this pedal you actually get time to work it out i mean um i'm doing a lot of um music at home when i have the time you know so my laptop is full with beats and instrumentals and stuff like this you know uh i nearly do every day i do at least one instrumental and stuff like this um because simply have to you know the, when i wake up something pops up in my head or uh, i just have 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 a deeper dive into YouTube to to some videos or stuff like this, and then I found some music that inspires me, and then I have to do uh, an an instrumental. And as I said, these things are on my laptop, and uh, I always have my laptop with me. And um, yeah, from time to time, he wrote me a mail a couple of weeks before the session. That are the products that we have to do, and then I can think about it already. Okay, maybe this fits for this. This fits for this. Maybe for this product, I have to build uh, actually a backing track because um, it uh, it's, it's something that I not usually do or I'm into. And uh, but a lot of the things are, to be honest, are improvised. Improvise mm. right on right on the spot in the studio, and mm. um, and uh, it's because um, a lot of the things are, are I don't know if it's with you you know when when you have a, a new pedal or a new inst a new instrument you know it, it somehow it's I got a feeling that everything no matter what it is it it says something to you you know it yeah. says may, may, it gives you some ideas some input you know maybe to 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 take a, take it in a take a little, little different look on what you do normally on other instruments or on other gear, you know? Well, I find with those real extreme pedals, that's even more prominent. Like I would never, some of the, if you were playing a bass line that you'd play on like a real dirty fuzz or a crazy phaser, clean, you wouldn't play it. But then when you plug it in, you're like, oh, that sounds really good, these notes. But they don't, yeah. they wouldn't, it wouldn't come, you wouldn't do it without the pedal because it just wouldn't, you wouldn't think of playing in that way like. Exactly, 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 and so that, that that that's the kind of inspiration that I get mostly out of all products, you know, because um, I have also the opinion, or I got a feeling during the years, um, or let's 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 turn it the other way around. When when we start to do in the sessions, um, there were a couple of products where um, I got a feeling, man, I'm not inspired of this. This bass is bad, or this pedal is bad, or stuff like this. 
and I can't figure really out how to do anything with it, you know. Yeah. And but to be honest, to say something in a situation where you have to do a review, something to say something like this, it's not a great value for anyone, mm. you know, that you get an out of it. So um, um, at least you have to come up with something, and um, I can't change the product or the way the product is but i can change my i can change my way of thinking about the product and i can change uh the way um uh, that my expectation is on certain things you know mm. and um and so this 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 changes a lot you know and um because at least i i figured out that it, that it has basically something to do with me and my point of view not with the product that I'm thinking maybe something is bad or something like this, you mm -hmm. know. And when I got a chance to to think about this kind of behavior and and, and get a little bit more aware of it and and, and 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 try to 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 stop it in a way, um, it gives me much more freedom, you know. It it makes the sessions much more fluidly, and um, it's it's simply great because I don't want to spend time and feeling bad because of a bad product that I can't play with. You know, I want to have a good time, you know? Yeah. And, and this starts definitely with me and not with the product. Yeah, to come across yeah. in the video that you're enjoying the product and yeah. you know, you're making yeah. some music. I was quite surprised to see that um, you came to bass kind of late in life, like 20 would be, yeah. would be a late yeah. age to start playing the bass. Like. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, um, I started playing a little bit of guitar, you know, with, with, with some friends and um, at the age of 15 or something like this. And, um, but, and, and music was also always a, a big thing to me. Uh, somehow, I, 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 since a little child, I, I had somehow the feeling or the vision that I want to do something with music, but I can't figure out what it actually was or is uh, till now um, or till, till the age of 20. And um, so, uh, as I said, I started playing a little bit around with the acoustic guitar, you know, and then at the age of 20, um, uh, friends of mine, school friends, basically, old school friends, uh, formed a band, a local band in the town where I was born, and uh, they were looking for a bass player. And uh, um, they had already two guitarists, and they were they both were better than me, so no chance for me to get the guitar, <laughs> the guitar That's slot. It. That's the four string. To say that, yeah. like, take the bass, you know. You, <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll take the women. You take the bass. Right. <laughs> and um, so that was basically on the way I was introduced to 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 to, to bass playing. So and and back in these days, it was also like um, I don't have an instrument by my own. We met two times a week in in a. In a um, in a club uh, that was specially built for uh, the kids in our hometown to 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 get some activities there like sports or making music, being creative, stuff, stuff like this. And they had a bass there and they had a rehearsal room full equipped, equipped luckily. And um, so I spent there two years every, you know, for two years uh, with, my, with my schoolmates and uh, we played two times a week. And uh, I didn't have a had a had a own bass, but after these two years, I got a feeling. Okay, maybe it's time to buy my own instrument. Mm -hmm. um, that's basically where the journey journey begins, you know. And 
um yeah we, we made made music we started with kind of new metalish uh thing you know corn was a big thing to us and limbiscuit but also sepultura pantera and stuff like this and um and uh yeah after three years local gigs and stuff like this um we all decided to move together as a band to 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 berlin city uh, maybe to push the thing a little bit further you know to to rule the world you know to conquer the world <laughs> to rule the world everyone does that they're like yeah I, I'm, really. we're gonna make it and i, I i'm not thinking about any other band it's just this one band that i started with yeah and so so um it turns out just me and the bass player uh me me and the drummer just uh um basically moved to berlin and the other guys uh went in other directions because of jobs because of some personal things you know so um we we ended up in berlin the drummer and me and uh so uh i was thinking okay what now to do maybe i have a look around in the city just visiting some 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 jam sessions and um that was really i remember the first jam session i went on it was really amazing because i think it was pretty much really the first time that i saw uh someone on stage that really plays the bass that i never heard before in a way that i never heard before because i'm out of a small town and beside me there were two other bass players in the town and we are all we were all on a low level at that moment mm. you know uh, not 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 that much not that much experience with music at all and stuff do you like consider this. yourself at a good level of the bass when you moved to berlin or were you aware that you had a lot of work to do like no, I was thinking I was a really, really good bass player, you know, when I moved <laughs> to Berlin, you know, and then I went to the first jam session and I, it's a shame. I, I don't know this name, actually, the, the name from the guy who's playing and I never saw him again. But I remember I was saying, I don't know, something like two hours in front of the stage and was really like, <laughs> because the guy was doing everything, you know, he was down with every chops and techniques and stuff chords harmonics tapping yeah. slapping um hybrid stuff you know and and played uh, in my opinion in a re- really musical way not overplaying all the stuff mm. but he also had a few solo spots where he really where he really pushed the thing forward and it really blew my mind you know so um that was really the moment where i started thinking okay i have to develop i have to when i really want to do something with this instrument I have to learn a lot, you know. <laughs> Get into the shed. Yeah, man. <laughs> so that it was in that point in your life you decided you had to hit the shed, like so. You you didn't have any formal tuition at all, like so. What was your um, I suppose, avenue or the route you took to become the bass player you wanted to be, like? So I mean, it all started with with things like um, um, for instance, uh, Sepultura, Corn, Pantera stuff. And um, but uh, it went really quickly to stuff like uh, Bob Marley. Uh, I really get addicted to the Bob Marley lines till today, because I think Aston Family Man Barrett, that's the guy who plays for for Bob Marley and the Whalers, such an awesome musician. You know, mm. he does some 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 of his bass lines are just amazingly hook lines. You know, just uh, Exodus, boom, 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 da da great hook line you know yeah um, i haven't deep i haven't learned any almost any reggae bass like and yeah. i was watching you and i was thinking i want to be able to come out with some of these lines that he you're coming out with so would you say that would be a good route because this is kind of a conversation i've had a few times with people I'm, I'm saying like everyone knows how to get fast at playing the bass you just play a lot of scales and you play them slow and then you play them fast okay 
that's easy to figure out but how do we figure out how to do your style get into your style like what do we cover i mean i think what what is a little bit different in reggae than maybe um in this um how to say i mean it's, it's hard to compare different styles to each other but to me the unique thing about reggae is or the special thing about reggae was that most of the time as a bass player you have such a big responsibility to keep all the thing together you know the whole tune you know because reggae as music you know with the one drop and with the offbeat guitar it's 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 somehow it all, all locked into each other you know rhythm wise mm -hmm. and as a bass player you have the freedom in reggae music to 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 build the center of the song somehow you know and there is so much great reggae tunes where they are based mainly on the bass line you know and, yeah. and and there is also this culture in reggae music there are favorite rhythms you know um so rhythms instrumentals that everyone knows you know and uh most of the rhythms besides some small maybe horn lines or stuff like this are based on the bass line mm. actually you know that's like the language of reggae those rhythms yeah. somehow somehow mm. maybe and um it's great to have this to have this uh, experience to stay in a room with, I don't know, five to six or seven other people and doing for 10 minutes just this two bars loop at yeah. 80 or 60 BPM and trying to keep the energy, not trying to go away with some feelings or stuff like this, just staying there, keeping the mm. energy, keeping the song going, you know, and, and also... Um, a big thing to reggae music to me is um, experimenting with with stuff like um, okay we have we have a sh definitely shuffled hired but my 16s are straight on the bass you know or the 16s mm. of the guitar player stuff like this you know or the other way around I play shuffled I play shuffled 16th notes and all the other guys in the band staying straight you know and um, or everyone is playing maybe right on spot of the tune and I have to play a little bit laid back just to have this really smooth wavy kind of feeling you know yeah. just to and and staying with this feeling for a couple of minutes it could be a hard thing you know and um when i listen back to my first regular recordings they sounded to me <laughs> so this, this made you think about what we, some people call the groove grid so you, you kind of started less thinking about the notes but the grid and where you were dropping your notes on that kind of grid like Exactly, because you have just this um, this two bars pattern, which are you can you are able to learn maybe pretty fast, and from there on, you don't have to focus on notes or what playing next or stuff like this. You know, you can you really have the freedom to dive deeper into to to rhythm, groove tension, dynamics, um, uh, gaps in the bass line if the pauses are short enough or long enough. If the notes are long enough or short enough, you know, it's uh, it's really about articulation somehow mm. and how articulations have impact on your groove. You know, that's that's something that, that, that I learned from reggae and I'm still learning from reggae, from reggae bass lines. That's, really. that's, that's cool. That's really interesting. And uh, what is your like routine like? Would you be the kind of guy who has like a daily routine or is it for you just making music is how you... Um, Practice, uh, I suppose. I think I, I have something like a daily practice routine. And it's um, basically 
uh, it's not that I do any technical exercises anymore or stuff like this or learning scales or, or things like this. It's more just um, keep keeping my inner groove and my inner pulse, keep, in, keep pushing it forward. Let's, uh, let's swing my inner clock. You know, and um, therefore I have uh, different different exercises that I that I used to do. So basically, my daily practice routine is something like one hour between one hour and two hours, mm. and um, it starts with the drum beat at uh, at something between thirty five and forty BPM. So pretty slow. Pretty that's that's incre incredibly <laughs> slow for most people. There, I say there's people whose metronomes have never even gone to that. that yeah, that maybe, 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 and 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 this this drum beat is uh, let's say the whole file is something like six minutes long, and um, uh, in the six minutes you you have every let's say you have some gaps in the drum beat, you know, it starts just with a quarter that's leaving out, you know, then the next gap would be two quarters long or two and a half quarters long. So, and the quarters get, uh, and, and, and the gaps are getting bigger and bigger and bigger till the break is through the drum break is something like four or six bars long. And I play over it every time I start my daily routine, uh, routine um, is I'm, I'm just playing um, in Germany, they call it rhythm pyramid, uh, pyramid. Um, it's um, I start with two bars, just quarter notes. Next two bars, quarter triplets. Then the next two bars, eight notes. Then the next two bars, quarter quintuplets. Then the next two bars, eight triplets. Next two bars, sixteenth note. Next two bars, uh, eight quintuplets. Next two bars, sixteen triplets. Next two bars, thirty. Uh, how is it called? Third in English. Uh, 30 second notes exactly exactly yeah. 30 second notes and then going back from the 30 second note all the way down and um having having the drum groove underneath it and every time with these gaps you know and the gaps i find that fascinating like that that's your practice routine like more uh, mo i was i think most people wouldn't focus as much on that and they might focus on it for a month and they're like oh i i know that now i'll move on but you just do this every day just yeah. to get that pulse. Yeah, somehow, somehow, and um, because um, I think the reason why I do this every day is because this this kind of um, um, exercise had a, had a huge impact on me. I remember when I started this, um, and I started not even that slow. I started with something like sixty or eighty BPM, and I just started with quarter notes and eight notes, just uh, two two bars, quarter notes, two bars, eight notes, and. Uh, and uh, I did this just for one week, and my whole um, feeling for rhythm was somehow changing. Mm. It was really, ch I really, I really uh, could feel how time developed in my body, and and how time gets somehow involved in my physically movement and stuff like this. And and it was such a wow thing to me. You mm. know, it was really like, whoa, what's this? It's amazing. And let's see how further I can push this, you know. And to be honest, I'm not uh, I'm still not there that I can say uh, I, I push this to the maximum. I think when I push this to the maximum, I would be able to play um, it with just 10 BPM per minute or stuff like mm. this, you know. Uh, but I'm far away from this, you yeah. know. And um, 
that's that's just just uh, uh, one thing that I do on my practice routine. I think that's basically I do it for something like 10, 15 minutes each day. Let's say 15 minutes each, each day. Then um, I move further. Um, I just do an, uh, just have an, a, a, a click on the one and then a gap for another four bars and just yeah. just click on one, just pick. And you have to fill in. You have to stay in time till it comes back. Just just doing doing the thing, doing the thing, doing the thing. Try to hit in the one on the right way. Just not falling out of time, you know. And um, um, then um, basically, I start with just a one bar pattern or stuff like this, or a two bar pattern. And when I'm feeling a little bit more secure, more secure with the exercise and with the tempo and stuff like this, I start to to um, uh, start to get. In f uh, doing some fill-in stuff, you know, doing variations, doing maybe um, a slightly uh, um, field change, you know, from shuffle to straight or back, uh, stuff like this. Um, then I'm doing exercises with um, the metronome just on, on, on a 16th offbeat accent, you know, mm. um, just on a, on, a, on a second 16th offbeat or on a fourth 16th offbeat. And... Uh, and um, trying to push in this forward to, I don't know, 120, 140 BPM, because it's, to me, it's pretty tough yeah. at 140 to catch always these 16 off offbeat because it's getting really fast, you know, mm -hmm. to me and my, my uh, kind of, kind of. That's a, it's an interesting practice uh, strategy. Like I think people will take away from this, like if they've been focusing too much on the notes, they need to start thinking about the rhythms, like yeah, to to get the metronome out. To, to me to me to me it's 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 making music and, and with other people or no matter with other people or if I do music as a beat maker producing stuff at home to me it's always about this movement you know even mm. if there are not drums or even not a bass even it's maybe just a piano and the vocals or uh, it's always about this wavy kind of movement this the groove is everywhere you yeah. know we all we all um Hear, you hear it walking around like if you hear like yeah. a train you can hear you need to start feeling the pulse like as you're going around the world i guess in everyday exactly. life exactly 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 and um um that's 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 a thing that i can you know i think i can work on for two or three lives you know mm. <laughs> for me growing up the pulse was the electric fence because i grew up on a farm and we used practice you know the fence that the farmers have yeah keep that sure. That 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 goes through the electrical circuit of the okay. building, and through all the amps, you can hear it click, click. It keeps clicking. So Crazy. we'd be always messing with this. We'd be like, "Oh, let's play along to the beat of yeah. the, the electric fence." But then we yeah. get sick of it, and we turn it off and start playing some crazy heavy metal. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and that's that's basically the first thirty minutes or forty minutes of my of my daily practice routine. Um, then. I move. I choose um, any types of of drum beats. It don't have to be four, four, three, four, five, four, seven, eight, something like this, you know. And start to 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 build a groove on it. Um, just just playing, playing with the groove, playing with the groove, playing with the groove. Starting to improvising and stuff like this. And uh, when I'm feeling the way, I I also put another ga uh, this gap thing back into these grooves, mm. you know. And um, that's that's basically it. So um, and, and and also these grooves are uh, vary uh, have variations on tempos, you know. So I also do the thing that um, 
every every eight bars you, be, you maybe you start in at 60 bpm and every eight bars you become just one bpm faster mm. and for another eight bars you're staying at 61 and then it goes to 62 okay. stuff like this or the other way around you start in on maybe 80 or 120 and after eight bars it's just 119 you, know, uh, you, uh, you have you have students at the moment base students because i'd say they find these exercises absolutely killer like they're like they're like they, 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 this sounds hard like this stuff to, to, yeah, to do um, like i mean i mean the the most hard thing is to be honest um when when from time to time um i, I do this exercise with some students uh at the bim and um um it depends really on the student but sometimes they you know, when, when I do this exercise, it becomes one BPM faster after eight bars or slower. And I let them play for, I don't know, a minute or stuff like this. And then I ask them if they recognize something. Mm. And mostly they say no. <laughs> yes, my, we actually have some BIM Illumina uh, students, old students coming on the podcast in a few weeks. And, and I even have some <laughs> students, a guy who's still in BIM. I picked him out as like a one to watch, so... <laughs> how did the bim connection come about like it i'm talking about bim in dublin that obviously where's the main one is it in um, brighton is it i think so yeah. i think so i think so and uh, the bim connection came from um um the head of the base department here in berlin is called simon horn really really friendly guy great teacher great bass player from basically from australia moved to berlin because of the family he found his love was a german wife etc etc and um start to build up the this bim thing here in berlin and um he asked me two and a half years ago to do a workshop a master class for for the bim um bass students about double thumping and um so i went there we had we all had a pretty good time and I, I think a couple of months later, he he asked me via mail if I'm interested in starting teaching on the BIM. And uh, at this point, I was a lot on the road with different German artists and international stuff. And uh, so I spent a lot of time in, 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 in aeroplanes, in, 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 in nightliners and stuff like this. And at this time, I get a little bit bored of it. Mm. because it's, it's all it's tiring the, like it's jarring yeah. like all that all all the, all the time traveling was a little bit too much to me at this point you know mm. and um but again it has something to do with me not with the work you know it's just about me and how i can uh get the be best out of me to 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 get the best out of any situation so we go you know? through different phases as musicians like some we're in a phase where we we want to be touring all the time and then you might want to be at home and doing projects yeah. in your hometown instead of touring all the time. Like. Exactly, exactly. And, and and this this time I got to feel okay. Maybe when me and my wife maybe we want to build a family one day, and maybe it's not the best way to 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 touring all around uh, Europe uh, at this point. So maybe I need some 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 other stuffs like uh, maybe teaching, maybe teaching on an international school like the BIM. And so Simon offers me the, the thing, and um, I went there for the interview. Uh, they were all really pleased with what I had to say to them. And um, so, yeah, then it starts, and now I'm in my second yeah, second year for BIM now. Brilliant. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And there was no apprehension, because you're self-taught yourself. You weren't like, oh, I'm not sure am I going to be able to teach. You, you knew you, you had something to tell, like something to give. I mean, um, it was also... 
the, the thing, the entry to me was built really easy because the first course that I have to do as a tutor for BIM was or is called pre-production. And in this um, course, uh, the students have to learn every week a new song. And they came to me and um, we're talking about uh, what's special about this song. Um, what's what what what's the thing in the song that maybe not all the other songs have, you know? And there's mm. always something in every song that, yeah. you know, ear candy, and, as you, some people call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? And uh, um, and then uh, we're talking about um, if they're struggling with something, if they are cool with, with with something, you know. And and for sure, I hear them playing in a totally different way than they are hearing their, themselves playing this mm. song, you know. So I always discover these tiny little things, you know. Hey Amen. Everyone, you hit in the E string, and the E it's just an eight note, but you're playing it something like as a dotted eight, so it's a little bit too long, and somehow mm. it's not the groove. So you can really dive deep into yeah. into 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 uh, yeah uh, into the execution of the song, you know. And that's that's the thing I was starting, you know, with that was my first course with 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 BIM. So and and that's basically the thing that I did for years before, you know, when I have to learn material for other artists or stuff like this, if I, when I do recordings, you know, uh, it's always about this, you know, so it was my daily business anyway. So that, that makes it pretty easy to me to, to get down with it. Uh, another thing is beside this was really to get down um, with, um, with, a, with a, an educational way, you know, of communication. You know, um, that was something that I had to learn, you know, yeah. and uh, therefore, luckily, my, as I said, my the head of the bass department, Simon Horn, was, was a huge, huge, um, yeah, well, he was a teacher to me mm. in, in, about it. Yeah, about this educational thing, you know, mm. and uh, um, how to involve students more in 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 in, in the whole progress and, uh, and and how maybe I play less or play nothing. You know, just um, giving them some input and let them discover uh, ways to 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 change their point of view by their own. You know, and it's uh, I think that's basically the main thing. Just give them, giving the students input that they can work with and and pushing their own point of view further. You know, into different directions. You know, and developing their sense of anything. You know, of music of whatever you know mm. and um and and uh, because i think it, it i think it's not that huge benefit for a student when he comes to a session you know he has to play a song and maybe he struggles with some stuff and the bass teacher sitting there and saying man it's no problem you know you have to do it like this yeah gotta explain to him so what yeah yeah exactly you know and uh and the students didn't get anything out of it when i played this stuff for them mm. Yeah. You know, you're teaching because... them how to analyze their own playing almost. You're you're exactly. d- you're doing it and then hopefully when they can do it themselves after like. Exactly, exactly. And the, I want to give them feedback to each other how they're feeling about the performance of 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 the of their bass player friends and colleagues there, you know, in the, in the classes and it's great, you know, because it's also a have this uh, this side effect that they have to communicate with respect to each other, mm-hmm. you know, which um, give them a, a little bit more of awareness, especially when it later comes to professional situations. You know, when you're in a professional situation, 
and uh, maybe the musical director of a famous major artist uh, uh, you work for came into uh, you are in, on two rehearsings and the musical director came to you and says ah maybe you do it this way and this way and this way you can't react like shit you know you have yeah. to do it in a serious way you know it's a it's it's a job it's 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 and, and it's not only a job it's 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 about Uh, supporting an artist and supporting a vision you know and that's mm. that's a huge huge thing and and people are tr putting their trust in us you know when they call us um to to support their vision of art yeah. at least you know so we are supporters you know as sidemen oh, and we, well in modern music if you are to be like in a modern pop band the bass is loud it's like it's very prominent in mm -hmm. so so your role you, you'd probably be more prominent than the guitar in a lot of pop music i hear on the radio anyway the bass is bigger and higher in the mix and more prominent mm -hmm. so you yeah have a big so job. it's it's a big, big big responsibility you know you have to be aware of a lot of things you know and as i said you can't act like you know ego driven or yeah, stuff you have like to be this, a, you know? a good hang as they say like it's can you play the bass Yeah, they, what they really exactly. want to know are you good to hang out with a lot of the time exactly for these exactly 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 you know and uh, also um a big thing is also um now i do in different other courses i for sure i do in um technical course and uh bass tech course and then also something that calls a live performance workshop where we have all the students together as an ensemble on stage and 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 they perform in songs together and stuff like this, and then giving feedback to them and how to push the performance further. Yeah. And a big thing always there is when I maybe maybe um, they finish with the song and I give them feedback, um, or another one or another student give them feedback. There's always someone in the band who starts noodling. <laughs> the new, you know, I, I, I need to, I, I, I know that one. Like, it's what you need is like everyone is plugged into a switch that you have, and you can just mute them all. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's to me, it's, 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 it's really because, um, it's, it's, it's of, um, I know it's, it's really much fun noddling, and I know it comes out of motivation that you want to play your instrument and and mm -hmm. you're having fun at the moment, you know. So there's really nothing wrong about it, but. Um, when you are in a situation as a team player with a team and some, one of the team gets an information from someone else, maybe it f affects you as well. And yeah. so you can learn too. Like, and also, also it, you have to, in a music college situation, it's probably hard to get across the idea that music is not a competition. Uh, they might, the students might feel like oh, I'm in competition with these other bass players to be the best, but in yeah. the real world, Music doesn't really work like that. It's just it's, exactly. It's, it's not as black and white as that. Who's exactly. the best or whatever? Exactly, exactly. And I had, I had also this this point in my life where um, I had this competition thing going on, you know. And it, it, it somehow it 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 makes my my life much more easier to not have this, you know, to not think about. Oh man, I saw this Insta post of this guy. He's playing now with this mm. famous artist. Why the artists call him and not me? Exactly. I'm also good as him, and, and you know it's just it things that you don't need, you know, and um, and that that they don't push you further in 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 any good direction, you know. At, in my opinion, you no, know, no, it, it's not healthy like that to be, yeah. Because uh, like I said, in in reality, music doesn't work like that. If you're going to get a gig, they'll be they'll be like, is he able to play the bass? They'll check out your stuff, and then they want to know, do they like hanging out with you? They're, yeah, it's not about are you the best bass player they've ever seen. They just want to know that you're able to do the job that they're hiring you for exactly 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 but uh, you are i can tell by the way you're talking like you are seriously passionate about like the base 
But so did you when did you decide like music was it? You, you were going to be a lifer, as they call it. Like, did did things like take off in Berlin straight away, or was there like, I suppose, the period where you were eating beans on toast for a few months? <laughs> not for not broke. Or what do you eat? What do students eat in Germany? In I suppose in <laughs> Ireland it'd be beans on toast, uh, noodles that cost about twenty cents. They kind they kind of taste like sawdust. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I pasta, mean, lots of pasta. Pasta, pasta, exactly yeah. the same. I did, and I did this for years, and um, because, as I said, I was not really experienced when I moved to Berlin as a bass player, and so I had to. Dis- there was a lot of things to discover to me, a lot of basic things to discover, you know, and um, so it took something like six or seven years, uh, actually, um, to. To get to to get a little bit more down on on, on the base, you know, and uh, during this time I had jobs here and there, but not that much income, you know, and it, a lot of pasta, as you're saying, you know, a lot of toast. Getting the carbohydrates uh, in. Yeah, you know, uh, try try not to get running out of money in the middle of a month, you know. Um, it, it, that 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 period can only last for so long. It gets it gets old quickly, like being broke and. Yeah. Even week to week or month to month, exactly. And I had this in during this time. I I, I was um, involved in a lot of local bands in Berlin and a lot of uh, bands that uh, I was formed. So really, band band thing, you know, nothing professional put together by someone else by management or stuff like this. It, it was really people that met to make a music, and we all. I was involved in all, I don't know in something like six, seven, or eight different projects. And um, every project we try to push it forward, 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 but nothing happens because um, we all were really unexperienced concerning concerning making music and and, and what it means, you know. And uh, it also brings us back to this competition thing that we already talked about, you know. This time, this competition thing was really big in my mind, and it was really big in the minds of everyone around me. And so we had an, somehow a bad impact on each other, you know. And I was the same. Was a te- we had like an echo chamber. We were into jazz a bit as teenagers, and we were kind of scoffing at the other people who were playing like new punk or whatever. Like, ah, oh, we're playing the real music. We're the real musicians yeah. in this town. Yet those guys were getting gigs. We weren't getting any gigs. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. It was was the same with that, you know. And then after this, after this uh, six or seven years, um, from one day to another. I was really tired of it and I got a feeling I had to change something. So I s- stopped playing with every of these bands. Uh, I, uh, I quit every band in, at a, of these eight, seven or eight bands in, in the same week. And uh, then there was yeah a lot of time to me, you know, because I don't have to go to rehearsals or, mm-hmm. or small uh, gigs or some something like this. It was a lot of time to think about it and get an unsure about uh, this decision. And it, maybe it was a wrong decision. Ah, maybe I go back to them. I don't know. Doesn't feel that comfortable in this moment and stuff like this, you know. Um, but then luckily, after three weeks, uh, a good friend of mine called me, uh, a drummer, and um we never played together before, um, but w- we had a good hang always when we met. And um, 
And he asked me, man, uh, I heard you, you quit all the bands and I heard you had a lot of free time right now. So maybe you're interested in joining me uh, in this jam session, uh, this weekly jam session we do in there and set as the opener band for the jam session. We do in every week a 45 minute to 60 minute set. And maybe you want to join us because our bass player, uh, for what reason ever, can't, can't make it anymore. And um, I said, yeah, man, I have nothing to do. Let's do this, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so we started this and this was in a really cool, small, fucked up club in, 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 in the middle of Berlin, in the center of Berlin. It was called the Akut. And the thing that was really special about this place was um, that they had jam sessions every week in the evening. Uh, every every evening of the week, sorry. And... Um, and every evening, different music, drum and bass, hip-hop, world music, blues, mm. rock, funk, whatever, soul. Mm. And, um, and, and, on, and, this, and another special thing on this place was, um, about this place was that every evening, all the professionals, the semi-professionals, and even the guys that started playing music, hanging out there together. And they jammed together, so it was a huge connection thing going mm. on, you know. And it was it until now. It's it, it was the only club in Berlin that delivers this kind of thing, you know, where uh, musicians of all levels hanging out together, jamming That's together, class. just the having whole, the musicians whole play. Yeah, yeah, just having a good time together, you know. And as I said, um, he asked me about doing the thing once a week. I did this for a couple of weeks. Then I entered another jam session band so i do this twice a week and after i think three months my phone starts ringing because every evening or every two uh, the two evenings that i spent there uh, in a week i was hanging after the opening set with some guys and some people you know and uh, we changing numbers you know and and stuff like this so my phone starts ringing after three months with uh with jobs mostly cover music at that moment but it starts ringing you know and uh um, I was I was really happy about it, you know, because it was really the first time that my phone starts ringing. Someone was on the phone and said, "Man, I have this job here. Do you want to do this job with me?" You know, yeah. it, it's paid like this, like this. Are you mm. in? You know, and I said, "Yes, man, I'm in for sure." And um, I was was really happy about it. And in these cover bands, I met other other people that I didn't met before. And these people were playing with original artists, you know, were a little bit more into the pop scene or a little bit more maybe into the avant-garde electro scene or what, whatever, you know. And so from there on, the networking thing goes really fluidly, you know. It, mm. it, it, it becomes bigger and bigger. And so after two years of or two and a half years of doing cover music mostly, I started to playing a lot of with original artists and another year later i only played with original artists um and um it, yeah it was somehow by accident you know i just started this jam sessions on this amazing place and this amazing place mm -hmm. had a huge impact for sure on 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 my life on my musical journey and 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 that people are offering jobs to me without this place I were on a different point. You were in the right place at the right time, which is yeah. most people's, I suppose, what happens, isn't it? When they, when things take off for them, it just, they just hit it at the right time. It, it was just perfect. But you, looking at your, like, um, your discography of people you played with, like, there's a lot of countries there. Like, it's amazing to play. And you've toured in all these countries and observed the influences. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that is also a thing that comes with um, being based in Berlin, you know, because it's a pretty international city. And beside all the people that move into Berlin from all the countries all around the world, you have always people that visiting Berlin for a couple of months, for a couple of weeks, and somehow you get in touch with some of them, you know. And from there on, you go in ahead, you know, building building relationships to each other, you know, getting in touch, uh, staying in touch with each other, and uh, maybe playing some stuff from time to time, you know. Mm. And uh, that's that lead, leads me to 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 to. to being on tour several times in West Africa, for instance, in Senegal. Um, you're, uh, the, you're the only musician I know who's toured there. That's unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's, it, it was so, so beautiful to go there. And I hope to, to, to go there again because somehow I lost a piece of my heart in, 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 in West Africa because um, it was so overwhelming to me. To, to, to be there really the first I, I mean I, I traveled there uh, and, and be there on tour with a Senegalese a hip hop a female hip hop artist uh, she was called Sister Fa and she was pretty famous in, in Senegal so we went there every two years uh, to doing there a month of tour and um, the first time was in 2006 or 2007 I think and um we came there by night with a plane from, from Europe, uh, landing, uh, going to the house where we're sleeping. And the next morning, I woke up at the first uh, of everyone and uh, was really um, interested in where I am. Yeah, what's the around culture me. shock, like everything and, is new. And, yeah, and, and, and stuff like this. And, 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 and some of the locals, uh, a friend of, of Sister Fa, of the singer, uh, was there. He's, um, showed up on the place and we were the only two guys and uh, he can't talk English, just French. Mm -hmm. My French was really that good. Uh, <laughs> Is it better so now? Just, Is it proved since? Uh, <laughs> just, 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 just a few words, you know. Um, so we have to communicate somehow, but mm -hmm. we managed it. And 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 and, and I said to him, man, I would. I, I heard uh, that the that the beach is not far away from here, and I would love to see the ocean. And uh, all the artists are sleeping right now, so maybe we have a walk for the ocean. And somehow I managed to to get this information to him, and he said, "Yes, sure, let's go." And on the way to the ocean, which was something like a twenty minutes walk, um, we stopped on a little shop on the street, and he was buying, I don't know, cigarettes or stuff like this. And in his shop, there was a radio running. And it was really the first time where I heard Senegalese pop music. It's called Malach, and it's basically a mixture of traditional West African uh, rhythms with uh, salsa from, 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 from Cuba. From Cuba. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was standing there on this shop and hearing this music, and it was like, whoa, never heard something like this before. <laughs> Yeah, it has such a strong pulse, such a strong rhythm, but I have no clue where is the one. Yeah, <laughs> where the fuck is the one? I don't know. All so much strange syncopations going mm. on, but it still moves my body, and I feel the pulse, but I don't know where it starts and where it ends. You <laughs> You're know? dancing, but you don't know where the one is. You're yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. And um, that was that was a beautiful experience, you know, because um, from. We went back from the beach and the others, um, the, my bandmates, uh, were awake. Then and, and and I said, "Hey, we have to we have to find a radio here in this house. We have to to turn on the radio because this music you have to listen to it. It's awesome, you know." And we spent, I don't know, three hours just listen to the radio all together. The whole band and was like, "What the fuck? 
I've never been on tour and turned on the radio in the in the country for inspiration, like the pop radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely it, unique. Yeah, man, it was 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 so 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 because it it, it also opens up my 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 view. You know that, that there is there we are so rich cultural wise on this world. You know there is mm -hmm. so much to discover, and even in two lifetimes, you don't have enough time to no. discover all this beautiness. You know, and um. And um, I've taken a lot of this uh, with me, you know, from 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 this first tour back to Germany because, um, um, as a German in in West Africa, being the first time on tour, you know, you know, I don't know how it is, uh, 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 how your point of view is uh, concerning the Germans, but I, I know a couple of cultures they thinking, okay, the Germans are always right on time. And stuff like this. Well, you were on time today. I was five minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were always really straight. And I, I'm a pretty German guy concerning this. Yeah, I knew you'd so, be on time. Germans are always. <laughs> so um, imagine this. Um, um, we are we are in, in, in Dakar, capital city, capital city um, uh, of, of uh, Senegal, and uh, it is the morning where we start going by bus to the first concert. And our local road manager says, okay, in two hours, we are going on a road with the bus. So all the Germans, to really, two hours later, points staying in front of the bus. <laughs> Where are they? We, we got to go. <laughs> no one is there. Of course. One, one hour later, first person shows up, but <laughs> we're waiting for... Laissez-faire. <laughs> yeah. We're waiting for another five people. So uh, two and a half hours later, we start doing the drive, you know, and I was really pissed off about it, you know, because <laughs> man, when you stay in two hours, what the fuck, you know, what is mm. going on? We, it has to be this way. And um, uh, it, it really gives me a hard time, you know, till I understand it goes the way it goes. Yeah. You know, you can't force anybody or anything, you know, so. It's a cultural thing though. Like if everyone in the country doesn't care about people being late, but if everyone is on time, you have to be on time so yeah i mean I, i i don't think that it's not about caring that don't caring about that much about time or being late it's it's maybe also because a lot of things can happen um that 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 yeah um make you not being on point to 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 to, to date or something like this mm. you know and And it also gives you some some kind of freedom because after three weeks, it turns my mind setting into something like, okay, they say in two hours we go in. I'll go to the beach at first and have a swim. <laughs> Just no, chilling actually, at the beach. I'm a real stickler for being on time as well. So I, I would find <laughs> that hard to adjust to be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so, so, you know, basically it, it forces me to, 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 to stay a little bit more relaxed, you know? And, 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 and uh, yeah, just... Just taking time, you know, and um, taking my time to, to to go to the beach, to to do some breakfast and stuff like this. And yeah, they say two hours. Uh, let's see, I will show up. Let's say in two and a half hours. Let's see what happens. If still mm. not happen, okay, I do something else, and then I come back in one hour later. Let's see, you know. That's, cool. That's and, really refreshing. That's mad. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is totally, totally, totally. And uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a great thing. And uh, beside this, uh. We traveled all the time with locals. We were always uh, sleeping on local places on all of the tourings. And it somehow gets a little bit 
deeper look into 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 the locals and 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 their point of views concerning different stuff and culture mm. and stuff like this than for instance traveling with a nightliner and staying in a hotel yeah and the food you know? as well if you're eating what yeah. the locals are eating you're not eating eating some westernized thing exactly that, like you know you're eating exactly. exactly what they're eating exactly and and they show in so much beautiful places to us you know and, and we met in so much people that in our point of view don't maybe they were poor or something like this you know um but they shared so much with us you know they shared they did they, they built the best food you know mm. huge plates of food you know they're they're they 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 all gave us a really really warm welcome you know and uh, it was it was really overwhelming to me you know to 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 have this experience you know because um here in Germany, for instance, and I can't speak this in general, you know, but from time to time you have these tendencies, you know, um, that the people are, especially when it comes to this first contact between visitors and, and locals, that sometimes the people are a little bit rough. Mm. No, know? it's not like that over here. It's the opposite. We, we have we have a thing where we have to impress um, people who are coming for the first time to the country. It's yeah. like we're overly nice, you know. Yeah, give them that, everything that, like and i think and that, that that's great and i think that that's the way it has to be you know um for instance we have an airport here in in, in berlin it's called berlin tegel and from this airport you have a shuttle a shuttle bus going from the airport to the city and um i have to several times that i come from a flight uh, from the plane from a gig or somewhere else you know um with my with my case staying in the bus and in the bath with me are people from Asia, people from Croatia, maybe people from Africa, maybe from the US, from all around the world, you know. And not all of them speak in German, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, But you have this really pissed off bus driver that yells into his microphone that the people have to put the suitcases away from the door because the door can't close yeah. uh, and they can't drive with, with an open door. But mm -hmm. he yells this in German. And in a really aggressive way, and it not happens only one time, it it nearly oh. every time. Nearly every time, you know. And I think, man, that's not that's not a cool welcome, no, you know. It's not a nice welcome to the country when you're getting shouted no. at in German, because it can be quite yeah. an aggressive sounding language, and especially if someone is giving out. Yeah, exactly, exactly, you know, and uh um yeah, this the the Senegal thing, uh the Senegal tours, um yeah, just showed me opposite, you know. That's mad. And as well, you went to like Israel and did you go to South, South Asia as well? A few other places with different bands. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, um, uh, Sri Lanka was, uh, in Sri Lanka, I was, I was on tour, uh, with some, some local artists, which was also great because they also had this, um, um, huge impact of, uh, Buddhism. On their culture not only buddhism hinduism um christians there uh muslims are there every every kind of of of, of uh, uh religion is there mm. and they're living in peace together great all great. creeds together like it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You, you, you walk you walk down you walk down a street you have there a, a buddhism temple straight over the street you have uh, a moshe a mosque and uh, uh 100 meters uh you have a um a hinduism temple mm. or stuff like this you know and um no stress at all, you know, and um, in Sri Lanka, the people, because of the huge impact of the Buddhism on their culture, they are, it's, it's, as you said, for, for you as Irish people, um, it's really necessary for them to, 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 to give strangers a, a warm welcome. 
mm. you know and so it was also a beautiful experience you know to to go there and, and be there on tour and a funny thing about it um these people in sri lanka they have a pop music called baila like the spanish word for dance baila mm. b a i l a and this music is based uh, on 12 8 rhythms and it's based on 12 8 rhythms they are not a bit similar they are similar like the 12 8 rhythms in west africa that i heard in the radio okay and um when we went to the first rehearsal with the locals and they showed us uh, some of the stuff that we have to play and that's and this rhythm it's west african rhythm <laughs> yeah it's it's really the same mm. you know and they say no 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 it's baila music it's from us it's Sri Lankan music you know it's a it's, it's our thing you know it's our mm. culture and uh when later when we are at the place where we're sleeping I showed one of the local singers, I showed uh, some videos from, from Senegalese artists and listened to the rhythm. And that was totally new to, this, to these guys. <laughs> and they said, what? They play in our music? What the hell is going on? <laughs> Stuff like this was that, crazy that, coincidence. That, that, that kind of cosmic resonance happens all over the world. Like we have Chano sing in Ireland, but they have yeah. a similar vocal style in Scandinavia, like a traditional thing. And you could be listening to our traditional, you know, singing acapella mm. singing so there's there is that crossover in a lot of cultures who i don't know where the connections are but they go back a long time yeah it's beautiful man it's beautiful to discover this this this, this stuff these connections you know it's a, it's awesome okay. and is there a, a traditional german music is that what would be like considered traditional german uh, rhythms or music i mean it's it's hard to say you know we had I think a huge impact on destroying something that you can say as German culture is uh, is the Second World War thing, mm -hmm. and uh, um, I think this this the thing is, talks a lot away from us, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, for instance, I mean, there there what you can say is typical German now. I mean, in German there there, there is there is a pop music. Uh, the Germans call it Schlager, and it's a really cheesy pop music. It's always about "I love you, you love me, we have yeah. a good night together." Blah 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 blah. You know, mm. it's it's always about "Is my heart aches?" Something like this. Yeah. You know, and I I think a lot of German people would consider this as German culture, mm. but to me, German culture is um is it's it's a little bit more different. Maybe it's it's something like Bach. Johann Sebastian Bach, yeah, class, classical king, music. The king of the bass, you know, the original yeah. bass. Man. Exactly, man. Exactly, man. The first funky guy. Yeah. And, <laughs> I've seen the uh, memes where they put like the gangster glasses on Bach. <laughs> They're saying he's like yeah. a gangster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 even push it push it way further back. Um, uh, you know, way back uh, in 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 history. You know, um, um, stuff like um, German culture to me is um, um when people are celebrating the longest and the shortest day of the year, you know, uh, 21st of December and what is it? 20, 20th of June. Yeah. Yeah. The, the winter solstice and the summer solstice. Exactly. 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 And that's, that's, that, that things and rituals that are, uh, I think famous around the world, mm -hmm. but yeah, we have one here. We don't even understand where it's in new Grange. It's like 6,000 years old around yeah. like, and the light comes through the tunnel, but we don't really know who built it. There's no, it's like, prehistory okay. i suppose interesting then yeah and, and, and stuff like this you know but concerning music i can't say that there is something really typical german right now um there's different beautiful things for for instance in the south of germany in bavaria 
in the deep in the mountains they have they have music um um and a way of singing they, i don't know how it's called in english it, in german it's called yodeln yeah um, it's yodeling yeah exactly exactly, yeah. exactly and uh uh for sure there is a popular way of yodeling and it sounds really cheesy and strange mm. but there is also a really unpopular thing that the, the people from the mountains are doing and it's really crazy music <laughs> is it, it just um vocal like, there's no instruments backing it up yeah, it's just vocal. yeah yeah exactly exactly and um and i i just uh, discovered the film I don't know, a few years ago with my wife together, it's called uh, Sounds of the Home and especially about this music from this region. Mm. And they showed so much people that I never heard before that played traditional music from this, from this, from, 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 from this region that was so beautiful and doesn't sound in my ears German <laughs> at all. Yeah. No, but it is. So you it's know? like it was like a culture shock to you, but you were hearing yeah, German music. Yeah, You're like, yeah. I, I never heard this before. What's this? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, so yeah, but uh, somehow um, I think uh, it's it's hard to 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 have this cultural identity as as a German nowadays. Yeah, so, with, with the history, yeah, it's difficult, but yeah, but uh, it's it's I love the way you're so into all the different uh cultures music and it's amazing that you're, you're you've been given that opportunity to do these tours and, and yeah. as well, there's one thing on youtube listening to this music but when you were there like living with the people and really absorbing it yeah yeah, yeah. it is it is uh it's 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 something different i mean uh, i don't know what what it is actually but uh um and it, it it's still till till today there's there's a special music from from mali called uh, bambara or wasulu these two styles mm -hmm. And it's basically it's singer songwriter music from 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 Mali, and every time I hear this music, and it's pretty pretty similar to blues music, you know. I, when I like you that Tuareg desert music. I'm aware of that exactly, already. Exactly. Bambino and these acts. I, I really exactly. Like that stuff. Exactly. Exactly. When you hear this music, you definitely understand where the blues came from. Mm -hmm. I think you know because of yeah. the tone material of, of of the phrasing and stuff like this. And every time I hear stuff like. Uh, for instance, Tina Riven from the Tuareg people, you know, it 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 um, it really it, it it touches my heart and it touches my soul in a, in a deeper way, you know. And um, mm. I not often have this experience, for instance, with German music, yeah, you know. But this is because it's to me cheesy as it sounds. It sounds like the source to me. Mm. It has you know, soul, it, like it, it touches you, like yeah, yeah. It, it, it sounds like okay, that's where it came from. That where all the things came from what I do now. Well, it's Everything... amazing how music can evolve. Like, you know, if you look at uh, blues music, there was, you know, the acoustic blues musicians and then the people in England got it and that was the blues rock revolution. And then the American blues guys started learning what they were doing in England and started yeah. playing that type of blues. <laughs> it's crazy the way it can evolve. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful, man. <laughs> but I'm, I'm interested in your beat making. Is a lot of that yeah. done with the bass in hand or is that just on the computer and you're just deep diving into the sounds and whatever you're um, hearing in your head? Um, it's totally different, man. It's, um, um, it, it, there was a time that I always starting a beat with a beat, actually with a drum beat, choosing some samples. Um, 
Sorry. Unprofessional. Oh, no problem. Is yeah, not yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. Man. Um, so um, I was um, uh, a lot of time I was starting just with the beat, putting some samples on, on a MIDI controller and, 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 and playing 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 a beat and uh, with their own time signature, not quantize it at all, just have this human feeling and human impact on it, you know, doing it a little bit off the grid, a little bit laid back and stuff like this. Um, then I was starting maybe with a baseline that I had in mind. Um, but nowadays um, it could be because I'm getting a little bit more into piano and stuff like this, pushing my chord knowledge further and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it could be just a chord progression that leads me to a beat or even just a short sample snippet that gives me something yeah. that I can do music out of, you know. So the, the ways that leads me to my instrumentals are always different. Yeah, I'm getting For into it at the moment and... I find it amazing how I'm kind of understanding the chords more. I have my MIDI keyboard. I'm not a piano player by any stretch, but just yeah. seeing like putting the root note as the low note, you know, doing the inversion, yeah. which I do exactly. on my bass, but I seem to hear them way better on the piano. And yeah. it's just very mm -hmm. interesting to hear how the, the sounds change as you add like extra yeah. notes, like the ninth or whatever. Like Exactly, exactly. And the colors and stuff like this, you know, it's a, so it's, it's it's great so um no um sometimes i also have this um okay today i want to do something that sounds like let's say it could be the soundtrack of a tarantino's uh, tarantino film yeah. but it has to be this strong laid-back hip-hop vibe mm -hmm. you know and then just with this idea in my head i just start to compose something on my computer you know and see where it, where it comes to me you know where, 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 where it leads me yeah and is that or, in or, logic is that you're using as your door? I, I, I use in, I use in logic as a as a as a DAW exactly as a door. And um yeah, basically it's it's logic. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. um I think uh a lot of beat makers um do use in different doors and even a lot of beat makers using doors at all. They just use an MPC so stuff like this, you know. Yeah, I think it doesn't matter really what you're doing, what wouldn't you use, just the creative process is what matters, like. Exactly, exactly. I think so too. Think so too, and um, yeah, and um, it's uh, actually it's something that Corona um, brings me to because mm -hmm. I always had had this in mind, you know, to 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 do my own music and and doing beats and and stuff like this, you know. Um, but it really starts uh, in summer two thousand twenty, so mm -hmm. seven seven months ago, right now, and. Um, Back, uh, back uh, in, in June 2020, um, I got a phone call from a producer I usually work with, and uh, he's a hip-hop producer, well-known in Germany, uh, also doing some international great stuff. I mean, amazing stuff with Timberland and Anderson Park from the from, from USA, uh, from the States. Yeah, I, love uh, I love his uh, style, like the drum yeah, and everything, and it's so cool. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And this guy uh, who called me is also working with him, and... Uh, Usually, I, I play some bass lines for for this producer, but this producer also um, uh, has a, has his own label where he releases music. And um, I got this phone call from this guy in June, and uh, uh, he asked me, um, "Hey, could you please uh, do some bass on on a few tracks of mine?" And I said, "Yes, for sure, but please send them to me in the next two days because." Uh, in three days, I left the city and go into a small place in the nature to 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 recharge my batteries and also doing some creative vacations and finishing my own beat tape, mm -hmm. you know. And he said, 
well, beat tape? Well, wow, that sounds awesome, man. Um, maybe when you finish with it, send it to me. I will have and listen to it because I'm searching for exactly just one artist uh, for my label. One artist is missing. Then I'm full with all my artists roster. And um, maybe send it to me and uh, let's see if uh, we can do something together. So uh, till then, I had just the idea um, to, to, to do my own beats formed in summer as a beat tape, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes long mm -hmm. and release them by my own, you know, yeah. just, just see what, what comes up, you know, because I also had the feeling maybe I'm not that much in the beat making scene to, 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 to release, uh, music in a professional way mm -hmm. for where all these crazy beat makers, uh, uh, what all the crazy beat makers are doing, people like Odyssey or, or other guys, you know, um, um, I think they are m much more ahead concerning the beat music than me. Mm. And, but there's uh, a technical side to it, almost like yeah. drops on a bass. There's the mixing, which exactly, is really hard exactly. to get right. Exactly, all, exactly. Getting the risers and the drops yeah. and all these things. Yeah. That's a completely different skill. To, totally, totally. And you need to just put in the hours to get good at it. Yeah, and I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I felt not ready for this you know um so i just want to do it by my own and just release it by my own so just a few people of it were, were, were hearing it and stuff like this so but anyways it comes different so these guys called me and um um three letters i come back from my creative vacation finished the b-tape send it to him and then there was nothing no call nothing for another i don't know four weeks and i was thinking ah shit <laughs> you don't like the b-tape uh, yeah i'm there it was again. I'm not good enough. I'm <laughs> not good at the others. Blah blah blah. Yeah. A lot of self doubts, you know. And um, but in the fifth week, the phone was ringing. The guy was on the phone and said, "Man, I listened to your stuff. Sorry, I was on vacation too. At first, uh, coming that late back to you, but I was listening to the stuff and I want to release some of your music for sure. Let's awesome. let's do something together." And it was really like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Because at that point, I already was away from mm. from the idea well, to release music in a professional way with this guy we shouldn't need affirmation from other people but we kind of do yeah. sometimes <laughs> yeah it, we, we should be able to affirm to ourselves if we're good enough at something but yeah so, sometimes you do need it from someone else to really give you that boost exactly 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 and um it's um yeah so luckily it, it came to this that 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 he gives offers me this 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 contract with his label so we I'm able to release my music in a professional way with them nearly every month, a single, till my Aldo al album will drop, I think, uh, at the end of 2021. And um, it's, it's, it's great because um, I'm, I'm turning 40 this year, you know, in June this mm. year, I'm, I'm, I'm turning 40. And till now, I didn't, had a creative statement completely done by my own yeah and in all my music uh, all in all of my music i think as bass players we're all in that boat we're like we're accompanists at firstly like you know and to be able to put it something out that's 100 percent your own statement yeah. is amazing like yeah yeah and uh i was not aware of it uh it just um pops up when i did my first release and when i recognized that i start feeling 
so so pleased about it, so so, mm -hmm. so 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 well about it, and it gives me a lot of inner peace concerning creativity and concerning other artists' creativity and supporting them when I co-produce their stuff or or or, 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 or writing with them or whatever, you know. And um, uh, it is such a beautiful experience, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, at that, as I said, I was not aware about uh, about this topic that maybe. I am an artist too, and maybe I have to release some music too. Yeah, that's. I never that's was aware of. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're you're young now. You're only forty. You've got another hopefully <laughs> sixty years. Maybe well, what's the average age these days? One hundred and ten. We should live to. It, they're saying so. You, you've loads of time to release albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see. I mean, um, yeah, that's that's it. Just, that's it with a with a with a with a beat making thing. With a, and I'm totally driven by hip-hop r&b funky funky stuff you know it's it, i'm so into this kind of laid back playing a little bit behind mm -hmm. the beat you know and 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 stuff like this that's that things that i really like you know i got i think i got this influence from from people like uh, michelle Migocello and uh, pino paladino tim lefevre yeah he's on those albums isn't he uh, pino yeah he's yeah. he's on he's on uh, the Eric Badu album, um, what is it called? I think Mama's Gun, then the Common album, um, forgot his name, and, and also the Voodoo from D'Angelo and the Black Messiah from D'Angelo. Mm. Um, no Beginning, No End from Jose James, also great album concerning. Good, good albums for people to transcribe to start yeah. getting those rhythms yeah. into their language. To, yeah, exactly, to get them down with this kind of music. And, and Michelle Degocello, man, this, this, this woman. It's, she's blows my mind always you know it's 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 crazy because uh she has a as all the other guys have she has also this totally personal approach to do this music you know mm. and um it's 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 awesome you know it's um and i always want i think voodoo was released in 2000 and i discovered voodoo by the angelo in 2002 and since then i was obsessed with the way of playing and I want to go there. Yeah. But back then I was not able to play even the bass straight on point. So it was impossible. It was too far away, like for too much of a jump to do it. Exactly. It was impossible to me to, to do this. And then, and I think this obsession with this laid back or stretching the feeling thing leads me to this also practice routine that I still do in these days, mm. what we talking before, you know, yeah. Because it always have to do with the inner pulse, you know. You have to um, feel in the pulse, and if you want to stretch something, you have you have to know where it's based, where it's based on, you know. Mm. And then you can go further from 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 that on, you know. But uh, first, you have to 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 learn learn to nail it in a way, you know. Yeah, and uh, do you find the the thumpy kind of bass sound works for that style of music? Kind of a maybe a hollow body or a well, a P, flat, flat wound P bass kind of sound because I have like a bunch of active basses and I, I honestly find them hard to dial in the sound that I want. There's, mm -hmm. there's just so many options. I prefer the, a passive bass really that I can just plug in yeah. and get the yeah. sound I want. Totally, totally. Um, uh, uh, P basses for sure. Uh, semi hollow basses like a Gibson EB, I don't know how it's called, uh, this famous. Gibson EB. Uh, I think they all sound the same. Those semi hollow. They all just sound thumpy, in my opinion. Like whichever one yeah. you can afford, if you get it, you'll get that sound. 
um, semi-hollows for sure with flat rounds is definitely a thing to me. Um, flat rounds on P basis is definitely a thing to me. Um, my latest weapon of choice is this thing here. Oh, sorry. Um, is this thing here just just Squire Mustang? Awesome. Uh, oh, it looks the part. It looks. The, is that the new one they brought out? That the body is a little bit. Yeah, uh, stretched yeah. or something. That's cool. Exactly, and um, just with some flat on it, um, I love it totally. The, the cool thing about a bass is, to me, uh, which also pushes me further as a bass player, I think, is um, um, I got the opinion when I'm playing this plucking this bass too hard, um, it it doesn't deliver the sound that I need. Mm -hmm. um, so um, the attack to affects the yeah, tone a lot, like. Exactly, exactly. So I have to play it really soft, and uh, I even like it the most when I play it palm muted with with a thumb and 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 my index finger. And um, and uh, two weeks ago, I played my first gig, a streaming gig with this one. Mm. And uh, there were several points on this gig where I have to remind myself not to play the bass too hard. <laughs> and it's yeah. it's. It's it's crazy, you know, um, because uh, I was wondering in the middle of a song, why does bass sound not the way I like? And then mm. I was looking at my hand, and it was on another position, and I was uh, feeling uh, how hard I, I string, uh, I plucked the strings. And, okay, it's it's me, it's mm. me, it's not the bass. Yeah, and, um, I'm big. I'm after. That's pretty much all I've played this year is the short scale. I've just got yeah. into it, and it's the one I like picking up at home. I don't know. It just it's a fun. They're they're a fun instrument. Yeah, a lot of ba yeah. people think I'm mad. Like I keep saying to a load of bass players, "Do you have a short scale?" And they're like, "What's a short scale? Why would I get a short scale?" But <laughs> once you get one, you're gonna you're gonna understand why you should have had one because they're just fun. Like, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, playing ability is great, and um, also the funny thing is that short scales always deliver more low end mm. than 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 regular uh, um, regular scales. You know. Um, Gregor always told me Gregor from Base to World always told me um, if you really want this subby low end stuff you know go with the short scale because the short scale always delivers much more low end it has something to do with physics that I'm mm. not into yeah. so I can't explain it um, but it's definitely true and they react uh, to the, the pedals really well especially the hollow body yeah. I, I love the way when you put a fuzz or a spring reverb I think they yeah. react really well to it yeah totally totally hollow body hollow body with um Playing palm muted with a pick, yeah, uh, and a little bit of spring reverb. Oh, I love the sound. Yeah, I did. Man. I did a video on Instagram yesterday with that exact sound. That had the pick, palm mute, and spring reverb. Yeah, I, I heard yeah, it. I heard it. This one with the with the, a green screen in the background. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm mad yeah. with the green screen because I, I moved my uh, into my house because it was too cold out here in the shed. So I said, okay. put up put up the green screen and just play with it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Have you? What are your plans for your your YouTube channel? Because I know that you only started your own personal channel this year, didn't you? Like instead of just appearing on Base the World. Yeah, I mean, I don't have that much plans. It's just another 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 base for me to put some of my work on. You know, some skits, some ideas. Just just um, give it give it to the people who wants to listen to it. You know, it's it's nothing that I'm focused on to pushing it further. You know, so I don't have that much plans going deeper into the YouTube business or stuff like. Okay, this. so you don't want to start putting up talking and blogs and all that stuff. You just want no. to keep doing. You're, you're happy with. Well, you've got a lot going on with the beats. You're trying to make one song a month, so that's a nice challenge. Um, I mean, uh, I release every week. I release uh, one video, one 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 beat, mm. and if I really 
as I said, I, I do every day. I do I do music. I do beats, and uh, if I really want, I could do I don't know four videos mm. a week or five videos a week. But um, that's not that important to me. You know, it's just um, do just choosing some stuff that maybe I think it's worth to show it to some people, the people who wants to see it. And that's also, I'm not planning any YouTube business uh, at the moment. No, you're not, no. you don't want to take over the world just yet. You don't want to take Davy 504's spot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with, with doing the beats and, um, 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 working as a sideman and, uh, producing uh, for other people. And yeah, that's things that, uh, um, that I'm pretty happy with this. So yeah. I don't, See no, you're killing it, man. You're and you're you're probably much better known in the bass world than you think you are because of of appearing on bass world. Like a lot of a lot of my friends, they when I told okay. them I was chatting to you, they're like, "Who?" And I said, "The guy off bass world." They're like, "Oh yeah, I know him." <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I see it from time to time. I scroll to to the bass the world channel, especially uh, when when a new session um, is, is 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 scheduled, because uh, then from time to time um, I'm I'm scrolling um, through the YouTube timeline of the bass the world channel to see what we did in the past and maybe have a look uh, uh, have a have a listen to some to some stuff we did maybe to 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 make it better in the next time for the next session, mm. and um, then I recognize that sometimes a lot of people are watching these videos and it, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's um, hundreds of thousands, like six yeah. serious numbers. It's probably the biggest base channel on YouTube in the top know, anyway. Actually. I don't know actually, but um, it's crazy. And, and I forget about it all the time, you know, because uh, it's not my daily business to do the bass world. That's Gregor's yeah. business. You know, I'm just the guy who plays the bass, you know, and uh, yeah, but I, it also happened a lot of times that after a concert, people came to me out of the crowd and say, man, I know from Base the World. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay, well, cool. <laughs> hey, it's great. But you're get, uh, 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 it's really good that you're getting your yourself out there now Well, with your own releases and your own channel. And people are going to be able to pronounce your name, Annie, Rennie Flexenhauer. So they get it yeah. right. <laughs> Flexenhauer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a million for coming on though it was brilliant to have you on and like i said i've been you were the bass player i've been watching a lot in the last few months and transcribing some of your stuff so thanks a lot man thank you really it's, it's really nice to have it. you on and so yeah. i get people to check out flks on spotify for your new release which will be out when this comes out um 29th of january is that and, and where do you hang out mostly is it instagram or youtube yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll stick the links on this. And um, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for the possibility. Uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Wish you all the best for the future, man.